Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Last night at All Saints Mass, all of the saints in heaven, this incredibly beautiful picture of the environment in which they eternally dwell, with Christ, fellowshipping with Christ, praising Christ, proclaiming salvation belongs to our God. The environment where he wipes away every tear and there is no suffering. That's what was placed before us so that we might with everything in us press ourselves in this life. To remain in our Lord Jesus Christ. To grow in his virtues becoming like him so that that might be our eternal end. And so today we attend to the Feast of All Souls and I tell you that in this feast day. Our Lord grants us yet another great weapon of exhortation to press us into living and dwelling in our Lord Jesus Christ all of our days. That we might meet that same end that we talked about last night. And I tell you today, my friends, that the weapon of grace that Christ gives us in this Mass is a vision of our mortality. Does that sound interesting to you? That mortality is a gift from God to the people of God for their salvation. My friends, when we pray for the departed today, when we lift up prayers such as rest eternal, grant unto them, O Lord, and let light perpetual shine upon them. And when we pray, O God, the creator and redeemer of all the faithful, grant unto the souls of thy servants and handmaidens the remission of all their sins. And, O Lord Jesus Christ, King of majesty, deliver the souls of all the faithful departed from, the, from hell and from the pit of destruction. When we pray these prayers, there are two things happening. Number one, we're praying these prayers. We are interceding as the holy priesthood for all of the souls beloved of us. We're placing them in the arms of Christ. But at the same time, when we're praying these prayers and when we lift up every name that we will lift up today of the souls departed, we are visiting the graves of our dear brothers and sisters. And in those moments, our mortality is placed before us. In fact, we are doing what the monastics practice always in their monasticism. You see, the monastics in our faith. Not just once a year, not just twice a year, but routinely throughout the year, the monastic visits the very bones of his monastic brothers who have fallen asleep before them. And they do that for an intentional reason. To be graced with their mortality. To encounter the fact that they too will fall asleep at some point should Christ not return before so. They will fall asleep and they remember when they look at their brothers. They remember that they don't know the hour in which this will happen. And the grace of God with mortality before them presses them into the loving arms of their Savior all of their days. All of their days. You see, to the monastics, the remembrance of their mortality is not morbid. It is holy. It is holy. By the loving grace of God, their mortality reminds them, as St. Paul said, and we were reminded of even last night from Hebrews in chapter 12. We should, by our mortality, be pressed into the loving arms of Christ to let, every, 
to lay aside every weight, to lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily entangles us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus every moment of our lives, looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith, our salvation, to place our lives in the moments of the days of our lives into his holy and loving arms. You see, to gaze at our mortality is a holy way to be graced by God, to remain in him. And we do so deliberately because we do not know our last hour. And my friends, I will give you two wonderful examples. No, I'll give you three. One is my grandmother, who I'll lift up later. I'll give you three examples. My grandmother, Jean Watkins. I gave her a hug on a Tuesday night. They live four doors down from us. I walked down the street, and my grandmother, who loved our Lord all of her life, she went to bed, and she woke up somewhere else with no sign of struggle. And I'd offer to you Rex Moore. Do you think that Rex knew when he went to take a nap that he would lay down and that would be his final moment here? Do you think that Pat Adams, and I loved hearing this, but do you think that Pat Adams knew when she sat down in her chair to watch TV that day, folded her arms like this just watching TV, it's precisely how they found her as she had fallen asleep in the Lord. We don't know. We pretend we know. One of the greatest deceptions of our enemy is you have time. You have time. Christ today sets our mortality before us not as a morbid thought, but a loving and gracious gift that we would place our lives ever so in him. All the days of our life. In fact, our Lord reminds us of this today from the gospel reading of St. John in chapter 5 regarding we don't know the hour. Listen to his words. Christ teaches us, do not marvel at this, for the hour is coming in which all who are in the graves will hear his voice and come forth. Those who have done good to the resurrection of the life. To those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. We do not know the hour. And so today in this mass, with our mortality before us, when we lift up the names, when we pray for those who have departed, let the grace of our mortality come before us. Because I want to tell you the truth. And this is not only in the experience of my own life, but by so many that I have watched who are older than me and have walked with Christ and remained in Him longer than me. That for those who make Christ their stronghold and their dwelling place every day in the moments of their lives. As they go through life, their mortality before them becomes a joy and an anticipation because in this life, they come to know the one into whose bosom they will be brought. But for those who do not remain in Christ and foster this great gift of fellowship that we have on a daily basis with the living Lord Jesus Christ, mortality remains a fear. My friends, let our mortality drive us into Christ so that we may experience the joy of now, eternity now, 
and through the veil. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.